Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Broncos Country Tonight. Touchdown, Denver! Presented by Betfred. An official partner of the Denver Broncos. Sign up and see why everyone is betting with Fred, the bonus king. Let's go! On the official home of the Broncos. Go all night. All night. KOA. Broncos country tonight. Benjamin Albright, Nick Ferguson, Michael Coover producing tonight. 56690 is the text line. Please don't be this weirdo that keeps texting me talking about AI and nonsense. We, we had this dude like texting, I guess, since the last show, and all he's doing is he's saying that he's texting to, for, to confuse the artificial intelligence from the NSA that reads these texts. How do you, how do you know that's not? AI working itself. Could be. Who knows? Somebody could have a bot if they're doing it. All I know is, is that it's nut jobbery and you have no idea what you're talking about. The NSA is not reading your text messages at all. Um, and yeah, they, which they can't anyway. Like, this is not a thing that, that, that gets done despite what you see in the movies. And then on top of this, it's just this, this guy's, uh, now you see how real brains can mess up AI at any level at any time. There's no AI in play here, dude. You're texting a radio station. Like, congratulations on being an idiot. I, I don't really know what else to do with that. Hi, Nick. How you doing? Hey, man. What's going on? Glad to see you uh, back in the flesh. Up, up and around, out and about. You know, I'm, I'm uh, healthy and whole, at least somewhat. So I just, yeah, I. this is what I come back to. Is this what we've been dealing with all week? Have we been dealing with uh, uh, weirdo texters? Well, I would say weirdo texters, but, you know, the saying was always, it's only a lie if you don't believe it, right? So if, if, if there's some kind of belief to Isn't anything... Isn't that Costanza? You'll be pulling Costanza? <laughs> it's not a lie if you believe it. It's, it's true. If you, if you believe whatever it is, it's not a lie. Case in point. Mm -hmm. Remember when you were a kid? Mm -hmm. Remember the things they told us when we were kids? And we fell for him hook, line, and sinker. Not really. Like I didn't have any of that. I, I, we never believed in Santa in my house. I, I grew up in a weirdly... Religious household, we just didn't believe in that kind of stuff. Well, well, so you know, Easter Bunny, you didn't nope. do that? what? No, man, two thirty, none of it. God, man. Part of that, I think, was because my dad believed in that stuff way, way longer than he should have. <laughs> oh, okay. Just like, like my grandparents, like tried to make it real. Like they hired an actor to go out and jingle bells on the roof and stuff. You know. Hey, man, I give them credit for that. You, you know how much thought process no. and effort goes into that? Uh, I hear that. But imagine now being on the other side of that coin and you're a high school level kid who's, who's telling people, man, I hear the bells and the, the foot, there's footsteps on my roof. Hey, what's true for you nah, is true nah, for you. you. you, just, you just, at that point, you just got fooled. You just, your parents are doing you a disservice. No, man. The, the parents, look, I mean, here's the beauty of being a parent. It is keeping certain things alive. And that goes back to, uh, traditions as well. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like being a coach, right? The professional coach you choose any particular level. It is up to that coach to keep things going, to drive things home to their players so their players have some kind of understanding. Now, it may not make sense to anyone else in that profession, but as long as the coach and the players believe it, 
It works. It's just like being on the field playing defense. If we're all wrong, we're right. That's kind of the idea. No, but in this particular case, you're not all right. You, like, you, 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 Who's you, to say? You tricked your kid into believing something that you know to be false. But, I mean, that that's just the part of the separation of being an adult and being kids. Like, sometimes kids are thrust into adulthood entirely too early. And the idea is like, man, let's just let them hang on to that part of their innocence because that's what it is at the end of the day, Ben. You're hanging on to your innocence. No, you're just duping a kid into believing a dumb fairy tale. See, man. I mean, you, you just don't like fairy tales either? No. Man, you, you are a Grinch for real. It's not a Grinch thing. It's that just like, is. I'm not going to sit there and like, hey, I'm lying to my kid. You'll forgive no, me later. No, it's fine. not lying. It is lying because I don't believe it's we, real. We, listen, Ben, we don't use that word. And we don't use it. That. that word is not I'm in the dictionary. I'm tricking my kids, no, duping you're, them. You're not tricking them. Conning you're not, them. You're not lying to them. You're not conning Being them. Being dishonest to them. No. You, I'm you, teaching them, here, here's what you do. You just say something that's totally <laughs> off the wall, absolutely ludicrous. I want you to believe this for like 10 years, then just stop believing it. And it's not going to be psychologically scarring to you. It's the idea of going along with, I guess, the storyline. I mean, you don't want to be the guy that just kind of destroys the storyline for some unassuming kid. Why be that guy? If, 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 if it's not something you believe in, fine. But don't ruin it for everyone else. I, I went along with the storyline that, that Mitchell Beaver and those, those cigarettes weren't ours, and we all still got in trouble for them back in the ninth grade. <laughs> even though I wasn't smoking a one of them. I went along with that story. Well, see, hey, were you around them when they were smoking the cigarettes? Yeah. Right, so you're culpable then, right? I mean, apparently. <laughs> right. I went along with his version of events, and I'm the only one who got in trouble, and I wasn't even smoking. Hey, so guilty by association. Guilty by playing along with the story. So that's why I don't play along <laughs> with the stories anymore. God, man, you're such a Grinch. No, I'm just, like, I'm not a sucker. Like, I'm not going to sit well, here. Why do you have to? That's not being a sucker. That's not being a sucker. That is keeping... Uh, tradition alive to allow the innocence to continue because we all know this. We all know this. Being a, an adult mm -hmm. is not all what it's cracked up to be. No, it sucks. Yes, because how many times when we were kids, our parents didn't allow us to do what we want to do. We were just like, I can't wait to get out of high school. I can't wait to get out of this house. Mm -hmm. And then when you do, guess what? You want to come back. Mm -hmm. Right? Hey, wait a minute. Bills? Yes. Bills. That, and that's the one thing they tell you. Like, well, no one tells you. That when you become an adult, there's these things that come in the mail every every well, month. They call when bills. I was a kid, I wanted to be an entertainer, and I, I could not wait. And what, that's one of the things about being an adult is all the fan mail I get. Oh, wait, all the fan mail? <laughs> Both the pro, the pro and they the They all want something from me. <laughs> they want something from you, and they want to say something to you. Uh-huh. Yes. They all want something from me. They all want uh, direct access to my bank account. We'll just make the withdrawal for you. You can set up automated payments. We'll make the withdrawal. Yeah, get out of me. Get, get out of my bank. Get your hand out of my wallet. <laughs> Five, six, six, nine, zero. Uh, Broncos Country Night. Big show tonight. We've got uh, Nick Cosmider from The Athletics going to join us at 6.30. Coach Pagano is going to join us a little bit later on the phone. He's out of town right now, but he'll join us on the phone, get a chance to talk to him a little bit. It's good to be back in the chair, man. Yeah, man, a lot has uh, happened since the last time you were in, in the chair. Mm -hmm. A lot here in uh, Denver sports. The Denver Broncos lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in what was probably their best defensive performance of the season. We'll get a little bit uh, later to the Pat McAfee comments today, which were absolutely ludicrous. Uh, the CU Buffs cost me a bunch of money on Friday. That was fun. 
What do you mean? They cost you a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. It's all their fault. Oh, not, yes. Not, not mine. Yeah. Put it on. Oh, yeah. Ben is back. Yes, he's back. It's, it's someone else's fault, right? Always you, somebody else. You just couldn't kind of have a restraint and not do it, right? Hey, you, you can't just, afford to lose it. Don't put it on them. But yeah, okay. I'm just right. saying. Hey, I'm just saying. Hey, what? Yeah, 29 nothing. Handle big. That's worse than 28-3. Hey, man, I get the it. The Falcons are like, we're off the hook. Yes, I, I get it. But you know how this works. In the world of sports, anything happens. And you hope that it doesn't happen to you. We can hope, but it's it's Denver, and so uh, in, in the realm of football, if it can happen, it will happen in the negative. Yes, isn't that like the Marshall's law? Is that uh, the, the, the I don't definition? think it's Marshall's law. I think it's Murphy's law. Marshall's Murphy. Someone to start with the M. You got yeah. it. You knew what I was talking about. Right? Yes. Murphy's law and yes. Occam's razor. I, I look. I, I just watching that game against the Chiefs. The Broncos. I mean, if they could have, there were there were a couple of things that stood out at me. Uh, and there were people that were talking about that the Chiefs were just not even taking that game seriously, which I, I, I'm never, it's the NFL. Nobody doesn't take a game seriously. Now, did the Chiefs drag out some trick plays they shouldn't have dragged out and probably should have stuck with their bread and butter? Sure. But at the same time, the Broncos had a shot at that game. They had a legitimate shot at that game and just found another way to snatch defeat from an attempted victory. And it, it continues to be that way. And I continue to see people talking about a tank uh, or the team tanking or all this, this other nonsense. And I'm like, no, this, this head coach is literally trying his best to win. I promise. Um, and, and it, it bugs me a little bit because I'm like, you know, there's, there's not some galaxy brain master plan out here to have Samaje Piran cough up the ball when he's nearly tackled and fighting through that. There, there's not some, there's not some secret nefarious plot to have Russell Wilson fumble the ball away. Uh, you know, the previous week during the comeback attempt. It's just like, they, 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 I just don't understand how any sane, rational person can look at the tape, see those players fighting the way they're fighting, and still think that there's some sort of tank thing going on here. Well, when when you, the team that you root for, they're not doing well, you, you try to find every single reason to, to justify it or to help you feel better about that particular loss, knowing as though no one feels better about a loss, period. So if you can say, okay, well, this is the team tanking, and hopefully this put this team back in a position where they can secure a top draft pick, and that draft pick may be Caleb Williams, but you know, after loss in Notre Dame, people feel have their different feeling about that. But once again, you're absolutely right. No one goes out and tanks. Mm-hmm. Right? Let, oh, hold on for a second. Let me rephrase that. They no player. Go, yeah, no player and no goes, coach. Out, go, goes out and do it because your job, your reputation is on the line. Mm-hmm. And right now, I still feel as though the Broncos players are trying to win football games. It's just unfortunate. Like, mm-hmm. the play that you're mentioning, when that happened to Samaji Piran, I was just like, Oh man. I mean, my, my heart just dropped on Same. the floor Same. for the team and Samaji because he's fighting for extra yardage. He's trying to win a football and game. It, and, and his thigh knocks the ball. It's just like in the Miami game, mm-hmm. even though it was a lopsided, uh, loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Corlin Sutton still fighting on two occasions to get extra yards and just what happened, the ball gets punched out. Right. These are things that, that, that happen. And the only thing you can say is at that point, Ben is, you know, maybe attention to detail yeah. in, th- in that particular uh, moment. But it's hard to say when you are a player and you are put in that position and you know that your team needs you to make plays for them. And that's something that the team has been liking, impact players at optimal time. 
and it just it's, a, it's just kind of a uh, unfortunate thing for for that to happen. But I still feel that uh, the defense for the first time this season, for the first time this season, actually showed the potential of what they truly could be, and I think what the outlook for this defense was when the season first started. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it stinks because the defense start, came to play in that game. The defense came to play in that game. And, and when you got guys back and it started looking a little bit better, started looking like it's coming together, and then you get absolute nut jobbery like what we got today on the Pat McAfee show where they're still trying to pimp this Rex Ryan thing. Folks, Rex Ryan is not coming to Denver. The Broncos already interviewed Rex Ryan, and they rejected him. The legend of Rex Ryan outpaces the actual production of Rex Ryan, whose defenses have been in decline since 2011. They've just gotten every year since 2011, his defense has gotten worse and worse. He went into Buffalo after getting fired in New York and took a Jim Schwartz defense that was in the top five, six defenses in the league and ran it into the ground in two years. He's been out of football ever since. The reason Rex Ryan didn't get hired, despite Rex Ryan saying it was his price point, was his resume. Rex Ryan didn't get hired in Denver because of his resume. The interview was a courtesy because there's a familial relationship with Rob Ryan, who used to work for Sean Payton. Vic Fangio was the, was the guy who got rejected on his price point, not Rex Ryan. Well, when you ask the question or anyone raises the question, well, why would that take place on that particular show that you're referring to? And with this particular coach that you're referring to in Rex Ryan, uh, I mean, doesn't it really make sense? I mean, you have two guys who are on the same network, mm -hmm. right? The four-letter network. Mm -hmm. And who better to sing your praises other than the people on that network? Because I go back to when the Broncos lost to the Jets. Mm -hmm. What uh, Greenberg tried to do. He talked about Sean Payton, but then he utterly tried to destroy... That's Russell Wilson. Russell, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson. Right? Sorry, yeah. And it was just like, well, and, and at the time, this is before the Chiefs game and Russell's uh, interceptions, but it's like statistically, are you watching, you know, well, one, are you watching the games? And mm -hmm. two, are you looking at the statistics? Because you have a hefty research department who can give you that information. So for me, the way I look at it was it was character assassination. And like you said, yeah, with, with Rex being rejected, guess what? Yeah, now he's out there trying to, you know, but it's just it's like a love of scorn. It's unseemly the way he's campaigning for a job another coach has right now. You know what I mean? Like the way that he's doing it is tacky. You know, and he's not going to get the job anyway. Like it's not. It's, I'm telling you, straight. It's not going to be Rex Ryan, the next defensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos, whether it's Vance Joseph or not. He's not going to be Rex Ryan. Well, I mean, you, you you do see. We all know how this works because we've been in one of the, in the situations before. It's like going through a bad breakup. Right. And you're around your friends. You share the same friends. So what they try to do is beat you to the punch and tell the group of friends how poorly you treated them mm -hmm. so they can take sides. It's the same thing with what Rex is doing. Mm -hmm. As long as I continue to bash the Broncos defense, bash the organization and the head coach, then that's going to make me look better Does on it? the outside. Don't well, make me look, well, make me look better well, than me. Once again. It's it's in his mind. Mm -hmm. In his mind, this is what he's saying. It's going to make me look better because, hey, if I were there, these things would take place. Our defense would be playing much better. And it's like, well, well, if that if that were the case, you would be here, but you're not here. So we can only talk about what we can talk about. But 
when you are, in this case, like a lover scorn, you have to go out there and scorch the earth with these narratives to highlight you and make you look better to make Broncos fans go, well, you know what? Maybe things would have looked a lot different if they had Rex Ryan. That's would, the whole design. I would take that a different way. I would have gone. I would have gone a lot more subtle with it. I would just be on TV all the time, like, hey, you know, maybe if it had been me, I, you know, I might have got it turned around. I'm sorry, the Broncos don't have it turned around right now. If it had been me, maybe it would have been. And, and that's it. I don't have yes. to flamethrow everybody. I can just leave it at that. But, but once again, this is the world that we now live in. It's not a world of logic. It is just like if something doesn't happen the way that you wanted to, mm. now you have to flamethrow it. Like we're gonna get to uh, the Jerry Judy uh, yeah, we'll situation get, with Steve Smith, right? But, that's, but I don't need to go Dracaris on it. I don't, you know. And it, that, I think that was a cologne I wore in the ninth grade. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't need to go Game of Thrones with a fire breathing dragon on it. I mean, there's there's a, there's a way to say, hey, look, you know. Um, yeah, I got interviewed for that job. I thought I could have gotten him turned around. Vance probably thought the same thing. He hasn't gotten it done. Uh, you know, who knows where this where it goes from here. You can keep your name in the conversation without being a jerk about it. But Rex is not that type of guy. He's always been a very... Which is why he won't get the job. That's right. He's always been a very outspoken coach. Some some to a deadly flaw, right? Which but there's you, which, no which you way Sean Payton's taking the spotlight off himself to bring Rex Ryan in. The no. only thing entertaining about those Buffalo years was the press conferences. Exactly. And here's what Rex should, should, should think about it. If you're trying to get back into the league, the one thing you don't want to do is expose yourself and become overly hypocritical of someone that you interview with but didn't get the job. Mm -hmm. It just it just makes you look bitter and salty and, oh, petty. Yeah, it does. It makes That's you look petty, petty and small. Yes. You know? So I just, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I looking at that, it just, it just bugs me a little bit. It's the way that Rex Ryan is still campaigning for a job he's absolutely never going to get. He's not going to get. Sean Payton is not going to allow some DC to come in here and take the spotlight off himself. He's not going to do it. Whatever you think of Sean Payton, I, you know enough about him to know that he's, he's got an ego. That it's always going to be him when something works, and it's never going to be him when something doesn't. Well, maybe that was part of the situation. Uh, when you think about why he wasn't hired, mm -hmm. right? It's like, okay, well, w w would those two frame of minds, mm -hmm. would they be able to function together or would that be some kind of culture clash? And you can't really have that because in, in an organization, there's always got to be a top dog. Mm -hmm. There's always got to be the person who has the last say-so. Yeah. And, and, and they, in this case, Sean Payton, when he signed on, he wanted to be that guy, which, when you look at where the team is right now, that's why he takes all and shoulder all of the blame because this is what you wanted, right? Yeah. And I don't, this is, this is what you wanted, but the outcome, what we're seeing now is not what anyone thought it would be and neither did Sean Payton. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Sean Payton thought that this organization and, and, and specifically this defense was a lot more, uh, ready, uh, that everything was, was a lot, uh, more stable, you know, than, than, than the job he took over. I mean, the reality is Sean Payton, Sean Payton didn't think he was coming to Denver. When he was in the boot, when he was out there broadcasting, he thought he was getting one of the LA jobs. In fact, he even kind of campaigned for it. He announced, you know, that he was doing interviews and stuff like that. Like, remember when the, the Chargers got spanked? Yeah, uh, in the play, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, and, and Sean Payton deliberately planted that stuff right afterwards because he was like, "Hey, you can have me instead of Brandon Stanley. You can have me and Vic Fangio. They are the same defense, but the and, and the same the same type of offense and the same type of defense. Except instead of our understudies, you can have us. 
Instead of Joe Lombardi and Brandon Staley, you can have Sean Payton and Vic Fangio, the guys they learned from. Well, usually that's kind of how it works, right? Just to get a little nerdy here for a second. It's like uh, living in a world of Star Wars. Do you, you want the, the princess or you want the, the master? Right? And that's what they were saying. He was up, you know, he was, Sean you Payton was up there. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> something, something completely. Yes. You know, it's a, it was, I'm, like, I'm just saying, like, but that was the thing. He didn't think he was coming to Denver in the first place. Denver didn't think they were hiring him in the first place. They were, they were off in another direction thinking they were getting Harbaugh. And then Ryan's. And then they got desperate. They reached out to Dan Quinn. It was like, man, I already told them I'm coming back to Dallas. So then they dialed up uh, Jason Garrett for half a second. And they're like, yeah, we can never sell this to the fan base. And they went back to Sean Payton. I'll still say this, man. Even though the season is not where it needs to be, I'm eager to see and give it some time to see how this whole thing works out uh, with, with Sean Payton. Because it's always difficult as a coach when you inherit you know, players that you didn't pick and choose. And with that being said... There, there are some players on this roster that I would say were hand-selected by Sean Payton. And then you, if you try to break down and say, well, what's the evaluation on those players and how well they perform? Mm -hmm. I think some players you would say, yeah, they're performing well. Others, not so much. So it's going to be interesting to see how this thing moves forward. But I still want to see how this Sean Payton experiment kind of works out in the end. Well, I, I do too, and I'm not rooting against Sean Payton now that he's here. I just like it, it bothered me how many people like dismissed what I was reporting at the time, which was 110 percent true, and and now they all try to pretend that you know it wasn't. Oh, me. I didn't see that. I didn't do that. Yeah, it didn't happen. It's not you. I'm just saying. Like, I, it's just one of those things that I find funny or I find amusing. I guess is how many people had to try to question what I was saying when it was happening in real time, and um, so it's it's one of those things where I, I look at, you know, I I look at the situation now. I'm like, okay, you you you've got a setup where you got a quarterback and a head coach that arrived at different times. There appears to be an incompatibility there. Uh, the head coach, you traded a ton of assets for both of them. You know, you traded firsts and seconds for, for both these guys. You raided the, you raided the cupboard for all these guys. So, you know, I, I, I think you, you look at this and I say, one of them's got to go. One of them ends up having to be the scapegoat. And the quarterback's been here two years, so it's probably going to be him. Well, we'll see how that shakes out. Well, we'll see how that shakes out. Got to have the microphone yeah. on. You are listening to Broncos Country tonight right here on KOA. It's 850 AM, 94.1 FM. News, talk, sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
93.3 tonight. Benjamin Albright, Nick Ferguson, Michael Cooper producing. Going out to the KOA Common Spirit Health Hotline right away to bring on the athletics. Nick Cosmider. Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Looking at this mini-buy that the Broncos are on and, and how this team has been reeling thus far, uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty brutal for the fan base and expecting a lot out of the combination of Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Where does this team go from here? Yeah, I mean, that that's what I, I think that they've been trying to figure out over the course of this minute, miniature buy. Like, you're one in five. Uh, you, obviously, this is a game against Green Bay. You look at the schedule uh, coming up. There's not a lot of them that you circle and say you feel pretty good uh, about your chances given the way that you're playing right now. Um, you know, so I, I think I think they're right now just desperate to have a victory, to, to have that feeling again, um, and and really trying to focus in on that. But you know, big picture, that that's what has to be sort of viewed at right now because they are again one in five. They've got the Chiefs coming up um, a- after this week. Then they have the Buffalo after the bye, and um, you know you've got to make some decisions going into that based on on what you're going to do. Long term, you know, Sean Payton said the other day, like we have a vision for what this roster looks like a year from now, and I took from that that there there's going to be there's going to be movement because of that. But they still have a lot to figure out in terms of who is going to be who is really going to be a part of this thing going forward, and and uh, this stretch coming up is big for that. Well, Nick, everything that you're talking about is is long term, and right now, I think the fans want to know from a short term standpoint how the team can resolve it. So. The way you think about this game and you watch it and you report on it just like we do, give me some uh, short-term fixes for this team. Yeah, well, you know, it's been interesting to me that Sean Payton has brought up a couple of times since the loss to the Chiefs about finding ways to get their receivers open. It's it's sort of like he's taken that upon himself and the coaching staff um, to figure out how they need to do that. Uh, because you go back and you look at the All-22 from – the Chiefs game, and that was that was sort of a consistent problem. And when you have the, the fact that the, some of the offensive line is struggling right now, um, you know the, the protection has been has been breaking down. Russ holding the ball too long at times. They really have to figure out a way to get guys open uh, quicker. That just has not happened. But when you're talking about short term of like, hey, how, how do we put together a winning game plan? You know, getting guys uh, whether it's crossers over the middle, stuff out of their stacked and bunched formations. They have to find a way to, to get. Get guys like Jerry Judy and, and particularly Marvin Mims involved in the game plan in that way. I've maintained that this next game is very winnable for the Denver Broncos. I, I think they're going to beat Green Bay. I think it's going to be a convincing win. I, I don't think that uh, Jordan Love is particularly good, uh, and I don't think Green Bay Packers are a particularly good football team this year. I, I think Denver can beat them. Uh, how mad will the fan base be at that point, given how many people out there are, are sort of claiming that this is a tank? Yeah, and which you know, you know that's that's not really the way. That it, that it goes, especially guys have a lot of pride that are in that locker room. And, and I'm with you, Ben. I, I definitely see it as a winnable game. And the other thing that you have to keep in mind is that this defense, um, over the last six quarters or so, is starting to play a little bit better. And, and this is a group that was embarrassed, quite frankly, by how they started the season. Um, and right now, you, you look at their performance in the red zone over the last two weeks. Um, you look at the performance they did um, against Kansas City's run game on Thursday. So, Again, that's that's a that's a prideful group that's not just going to lay down, and that's that's not that's not how it works. Um, you know, I, I get it. I get where the fans' perspective is coming from, um, and there's still a lot of season left. And, and I just I just don't think the guys are are looking at it the same way that, that the fans are. All right, Nick, I'm going to put you uh, on the spot. 
if you are either George Payton or Sean Payton and you're looking at this current roster, what position group would you look to change and alter first? Yeah, that's that's a tough. I, I really think they need a lot of reinforcements on the defensive line. I just I just don't think that there's enough depth there, um, and and that's something that we've seen kind of play out um, quite a bit this season already. Um, you know, I thought Zach Allen played better um, in the game on Thursday night, and and they need to continue to kind of see him grow within his role in that offense. But but that would be that would be where I wanted to be at was it was figuring out a way um, to 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 start. Getting, getting more depth along that defensive front because until they do, um, they're, they're going to continually struggle to, to stop the run and, and we know what else, what else comes of that, right? You know, then you struggle against the play action pass and everything starts to kind of fall apart. Looking at this Denver Broncos team, I think a lot of people have, have kind of bought into some of these national narratives about a fire sale. I don't particularly see that happening, although I do see some players getting moved on from. We know the Colts have called about Jerry Judy. Is there anybody else that you see that it could particularly be on the way out here in Denver if they continue to lose? Yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. I, th- I think it's it's probably still going to be going to be the receivers. Um, you know, it, it would interest me to see if, you know, I, I said they're talking about what you need out of the defensive line. And if that's, if that's a group that they're going to kind of completely overhaul at some point, you know, does, does a team needing some defensive line depth uh, from a contender standpoint, look at a guy like DJ Jones and, um, you know, if he's healthy, be intrigued by him. That, that's a guy that I would kind of, I would kind of look at. Um, you know, I don't think that we're going to see, you know, it, it's, it's certainly not a, uh, Patrick Sertan or, and, or in my mind, Justin Simmons or anything like that. Um, but you'll just kind of have to see how it plays out over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, to me, it's, it's, it's keeping an eye on those receivers, Jerry Judy in particular, um, as the deadline approaches. Is there a guy from Thursday night defensively that really stood out for you? Because this is kind of the first time we've actually seen this defense play the way that I guess I anticipated them playing. I'm sorry, Nick. Can you repeat that again? I say, is there a guy from uh, Thursday's game defensively that stood out to you? Because this is the first time we've seen the defense play the way that I guess I figured that they should have been playing all season long. Yeah, I think I think Nick Benito has continued to impress me. And I think the thing that he did better Thursday night was um, played the run a lot better, was a little bit more disciplined where he needed to fit uh, into the run game. You know, we, we, we talked to Vance Joseph last week. Um, you know, Nick Benito was coming off back to back games with at least two sacks. And he says, you know, now that the challenge for him is to be, become a complete player. Um, I, I think he's a guy whose confidence has grown. You've seen it out there on the field. He, he's, he's really electric when he can get around the edge. And I thought, I thought it was probably his best overall game, even though he didn't come up with a sack. His pressure helped force a, force a turnover, obviously with the Justin Simmons interception. Um, just, just thought really defensively he, he put, uh, he put together his best game of the year. Real quick, Nick, because you uh, used to be on the Nuggets beat. Now I want to talk to you about this. Nuggets general manager Calvin Booth had a quote in the ringer today where he said, I know you couldn't have two guys that couldn't guard, and we couldn't have two guys that were young and kind of more me guys. Mike makes $30 million. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA, so Bones, there's no place for you. Talking about the decision to move on from Bones Highland and hang on to Michael Porter Jr. Uh, wasn't that kind of disparaging to both players? Yeah, um, I mean, he, the, look, the thing with, with Calvin is he's been, he's been frank about what they need to do, how they need to, um, you know, get to, get to a three, four championship window. That, that's what he's been, that's what he's been saying. Um, I, I hadn't, I hadn't caught that, but that's something similar to, to what he has said about those guys, um, going, um, going back to last year. So it, it, 
maybe not quite in that way, but uh, again, that, that was something that had been brewing for them all of last season. Well, Nick, we really appreciate it. Nick Pazmeyer from The Athletic. You can always uh, get his great work there uh, on The Athletic, and we appreciate you joining us. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Take care. Nick Pazmeyer. Let's run out to the uh, Kelly Traffic Center, though. See what's going on on those roadways. It, it, it angers me. It angers me watching some of those some of those concepts. Oh, oh, don't worry. You, you see this paper? Mm-hmm. There's more concepts I have you to. You're going to airdrop that on Dove Valley? <laughs> no. You're going to take, take it with a drone no, and just no, drop no, it over see, Dove Valley? See, see, that is just between you and I. So, believe it or not, I go back and I comb through uh, and watch the games. Obviously, you watch it in real time. Then you go. Then I go back and watch it again. And then I wait for the all twenty two to right. come out. Right. And then I watch it again to verify what I saw the first two times. Mm-hmm. And what, what I'm showing you, man. I mean, it's you. You can say it's rust all you want to. And believe it or not, there was one play in the game, mm-hmm. right? That I felt. That was on Russ. That's the, the interception. The, one by, yeah, the first Bolden. one, yeah. The ball. You got to see now, the linebacker there, now, dude. Now, Sorry. Let, now let me let me tell you this though. I got uh-huh. I got to give credit uh-huh. to Spagnola for what he did defensively. Bait him with that, yeah. I, oh yeah, right. absolutely. So, so you go back to Robasala, who kind of set this up early when the when they when they when the Broncos played the Jets. So the idea is that you always think you got a mobile quarterback, so you have to spy. Mm-hmm. And they they're running their spies entirely different because they're realizing that they can get pressure with just four, mm-hmm. right? The Jets did it. Kansas City did it. And all you have to do as a linebacker, what they tell him is you stay at a certain depth and you watch Russ. Mm-hmm. The moment he goes from one read to the next, just go. Yeah. And both men, listen. Made what a heck of a play. What a hell of a play that he made because by design, they had Javante going to the flat mm-hmm. and they had Jerry curling inside. Right. Usually what happens with the defender, he bites they, down. They take the flat route. Yep. They but take you the flat see, route. But you have to see, as soon as you get ready to throw that, you have to see your peripheral vision. You got to see him either taking the step back or taking the step forward before you uncork it. Like you got to know that. That's yeah. just one of those things. He's yeah. been in the ring a long enough time that he should know that. Yes. And, and, and that's one of those plays that I was like, dang it. That's on Russ. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you can go back and you can have that play, if you're Russ, mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, well, I'll throw it to Javante in the flat right now. Yeah. Well, what I'm seeing that's happening is, uh, and Nick was, Nick Cosmine was talking about it. Russ is holding the ball. Yeah. Right. When, if you go back and you look at every quarterback in the league and how long they're holding the ball, I think it was, I, hold on for a second. Let me, let me tell you, cause I was one of the longest time to throw. Now, part of that is because he buys time with his legs. Like that's why guys thank, like him are. Thank, thank you for saying that because. Right. There, there is it this kind your of averages. yes, yes. There, there's this kind of idea that he's just holding on to the ball for the sake of holding on to the ball. The quarterback that's getting the ball out the fastest in 2.3 seconds is Josh Allen, and that makes sense based on the, the offense that you see. Right, right, right. So to say all of that is like if a quarterback is holding the ball for a long period of time. Why is he holding the ball so long? Well, then there's a couple of different reasons for that. I mean, one, your receivers aren't getting open. And two, you're buying time with your legs to hang on to that ball. Because uh, let's face it, we all know how fast pass rushes get there. You got three seconds, that's up. You know, you snap the ball, I'm up, he sees me, I'm down. You, 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 you're programmed from this from Pop Warner ball. Hey, man, and based on what's happening up front, you're not having that much time. So you're trying to look, look, and try to get rid of it. 
Mm -hmm. Right. So it just goes back to so many things that this team has to work on, but they are fundamentals to me. Mm -hmm. They're just basic fundamentals that could help this team if they work on them. They can help them kind of get a W. This team hasn't played a complete game yet. No. Either the offense is showing up or the defense hasn't. The defense is showing up, the offense has, and special teams is showing up, and neither one of the other two has. It's it's been it's been one of those things where you just can't get everybody on the same page at the same time thus far this season. And, I, and that's part of the reason that when I, when I tell people, like I said, I think this team's going to win five or six games this year. And everybody's looking at me like I'm ludicrous. And I think one of them is coming this next game. I, be, I believe that they are going to beat Green Bay. I think it's going to be convincing. I don't think it's going to be a fluke win. I don't think it's going to be a comeback. I think they're going to beat Green Bay. Uh, which, by the way, we had a disagreement on the text line from the 719. It says, disagree with you regarding the Packers game. Denver will make Jordan Love look like a Hall of Famer, just like they did Justin Fields. <laughs> I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the cynicism, but I'm also oh. saying that, uh, you know, we got quite a few defenders back that we didn't have in that game. So, yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm not a Jordan Love fan. I don't think he's, he's particularly that good. Um, from the 908, Rajiv here, do the Penners, uh, see Peyton's free agent moves have been questionable? And, uh, talking about Sean Payton. Uh, free agent moves have been questionable, and therefore won't let him have full, complete control, or is he running the show and have full authority to build the team his way? Well, he did this offseason. I think they're evaluating that, and they may want their own guy in there. Well, I mean, what does that mean, their own guy? So, so you have a GM, you have a head coach, and you're going to bring another guy in? Well, you've already got, you got a president of football, Damani Leach, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if they moved on from George Payton, I wouldn't be surprised if the Penners have their thumb on the scale as far as who the general manager is, and it winds up not being a Sean Payton guy like Jeff Ireland or, or Ryan Pace. Yeah, I don't like that concept. Okay, well, things are not going well. You get rid of uh, George Payton. Well, what decisions from a roster standpoint has he made yes. almost none lately? I mean, he's the, he's the draft guy. Yeah, so head coach tell you, I need this guy. You go out and get that guy. Right. Head but coach get, said, I want Mike McGlinchey. I went and got Mike McGlinchey. Are you going to fire me for it? Oh, come on, man. We can't do that. we got plenty to talk about. We'll come back on the other side. Plus your text. Broncos country tonight. Can't wait. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.